This is episode 574 of the AWS podcast, released on March 6, 2023. G'day, Simon here asking for a favor. We love to get your feedback and we really want to find out how we can make the podcast even better for all of our regular listeners. So take a moment and fill out the very short survey from the link in the show notes. Really appreciate it. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Simon Lynch here with you. Great to have you back. And I'm joined by my co-host, Horn Wen Logren. G'day, Horn. How you doing? I'm doing fabulous. What about you? Well, I, I can't compete with fabulous, so <laughs> I won't even try. <laughs> Let's get into some really cool updates this time around in the topic of analytics. Amazon EMR Serverless now supports large worker sizes to run more compute or memory intensive workloads. So Amazon EMR Serverless is a serverless option in EMR, the Elastic MapReduce service, that makes it simple for data engineers and data scientists to run open source big data analytics frameworks without configuring, managing, and scaling clusters or servers. Now, an EMR serverless application internally uses workers to execute your workloads, and you can configure different worker configurations based upon the needs of your workload. Now, previously, the largest worker configuration available was four vCPUs with up to 30 gig of memory. We're excited now to announce that you can have worker configurations of up to eight vCPUs and 60 gig of memory and 16 vCPUs and 120 gig of memory. So you can run more compute or more memory intensive workloads. Now, larger workers can help you improve runtime performance of your jobs. So if your job is shuffle heavy, using larger workers can reduce inefficient data transfers, I should say, between executors. If your job suffers from data skew, larger workers reduces the chance of out of memory failures. Additionally, if your job needs to cache data, larger workers allow you to cache more data, boosting job performance. So to take advantage of these benefits, we recommend using larger workers in EMR serverless for your compute and memory intensive Spark and Hive workloads. Some other updates in this topic, Amazon EMR on EKS adds support for job execution retries. With this feature, users can now save time and keep their business critical and long-running streaming workloads running by having EMR or EKS automatically resubmit jobs in case of failure. Amazon Kinesis data streams for Amazon DynamoDB now supports AWS CloudFormation for global tables, so you can get up and running quick. AWS Glue Crawlers now support MongoDB Atlas, so it makes it much simpler to bring the managed MongoDB Atlas metadata into the Data Glue catalog. Amazon OpenSearch service now supports enabling SAML during domain creation. Previously, this could be configured only after domain creation. Now you can do it at the time of domain creation using the SDK or CloudFormation, etc., which means you can get programmatically going in fewer steps. And on to the topic of application integration. AWS Step Function adds integration for 35 services, including EMR serverless. AWS Step Function is a visual workflow service capable of orchestrating over 11,000 plus API actions from over 250 AWS services to help customers build distributed application at scale. By directly invoking AWS services or with their API actions from AWS Step Functions, customers can write less code, simplify their architecture, and save costs. The newly supported direct integration include Amazon EMR Serverless, AWS CleanRooms, AWS IoT Fleetwise, AWS IoT RoboRunner, and 31 other AWS services. 
In addition, Step Function also added support for 1,000 plus new API actions from new and existing AWS services, including Amazon DynamoDB and Amazon Athena. Amazon MQ adds AWS Key Management Service, AWS KMS, support for RapidMQ. Amazon MQ adds AWS Key Management Services, AWS KMS, support for RapidMQ brokers. When you create a broker, you can now select KMS key used to encrypt your data from the following three options. A KMS key in Amazon MQ service account, a KMS key in your account that Amazon MQ creates and manages, or a KMS key in your account that you create and manage. In addition to encryption at rest, all data transfer between Amazon MQ and client application are securely transmitted using TLS SSL. Amazon EventBridge EventBus supports enhanced integration with AWS service quotas. Now, with enhanced integration, your service quota increases requests from limits such as put events, transaction per seconds, number of rules, and invocation per second, among others, will be processed within one business day or faster, enabling you to respond quickly to changes in usage. Now, on the final topic of this one, Amazon SNS supports AWS X-Ray active tracing to visualize, analyze, and debug application performance. Customers can now view traces that flow through Amazon SNS topics to destination services such as Amazon SQS, Simple Queue Service, AWS Lambda, and Amazon Kinesis Data Firehose, in addition to traversing the application topology in Amazon CloudWatch Service Lens. And onto the topic of business application. As a quick one, Amazon Chime SDK now offers a Windows client library. The Amazon Chime SDK lets developers add intelligent real-time audio, video, and screen share to their web mobile application and now Windows application. Onto the topic of compute. Amazon EC2 auto scaling now supports instant refresh for standby and scale in protected EC2 instances. So this expands the instance refresh to support these types of instances when they're protected from scale in or they're on standby. For instances on standby, you now have the options to terminate them, ignore them altogether, as well as the current option to wait until they return into service. For protected instances, you now have the options to refresh them, ignore them altogether, or maintain the current option. Previously, when an instance refresh tried to replace standby protected instances, the refresh would time out and would cause it to fail. Now it won't, which is nice. And also Amazon EC2 auto scaling instance refresh now supports rollback. They have been busy for our customers. EC2 auto scaling's instance refresh feature allows you to replace instances in an auto scaling group on a rolling basis. With today's launch, you can use rollback to undo changes and instance refresh made when it fails. When you enable automatic rollbacks, you don't need to manually monitor the instance refresh for success. Alternatively, you can manually start a rollback whenever you need to stop the refresh and revert the configuration used before starting the refresh. It's now available in all AWS regions, including the AWS GovCloud US regions. Some other updates on this topic, Amazon EC2 dedicated hosts now support automated maintenance on rare degradation. With automated host maintenance in the rare event of degradation of a dedicated host, AWS will automatically reboot the EC2 instances running on it onto a newly allocated dedicated host during a scheduled maintenance event to reduce your application's downtime and offload undifferentiated heavy lifting of host maintenance. 
ENA Express now supports 15 new EC2 instances. Customers using these instances can now enable ENA Express with simple configuration. Now, ENA Express is a networking feature that uses the AWS Scalable Reliable Datagram or SRD protocol to improve network performance in two key ways, higher single flow bandwidth and lower tail latency for network traffic between EC2 instances. We're happy to introduce Amazon EC2 M7G and R7G instances. These instances are powered by AWS Graviton 3 processors that deliver up to 25% better performance over Graviton 2 based instances. And Amazon EC2 C7G instances deliver up to 25% better compute performance and up to two times higher floating point performance and up to two times faster cryptographic performance and up to three times faster CPU-based machine learning performance compared to AWS Graviton 2 processors. And it also includes support for bfloat 16. Amazon Elastic Container Service improves accuracy of service load balancing. With these improvements, Amazon ECS helps your services running on the Fargate spot capacity provider to be more resilient to spot termination notices. AWS launches AWS SAM connectors as a resource parameter. Now customers can use SAM connectors a resource attribute on a connector source to define the destination resource and permissions that should be granted between any resource type supported by SAM connectors like S3 buckets or state machines. AWS Lambda launches new CloudWatch metrics for asynchronous applications. With these new metrics, customers have better visibility into their asynchronous invocations and can track the events sent to Lambda, monitor delays in event processing and take corrective action if required. Amazon EC2 Mac instances now support replacing root volumes for quick instance restoration. You can now reset the EC2 Mac instance back to a known state whilst retaining any local data, networking configurations, and IAM instance profiles. You can also use this to quickly provision fresh macOS environments in your EC2 Mac dedicated hosts without triggering the host scrubbing workflow. AWS SAM CLI introduces the SAM list command to inspect AWS SAM resources. You can now use this to inspect these resources that are defined in the SAM application or deployed within a CloudFormation stack, including the endpoints, methods, and stack outputs required to test the deployed application. AWS announces the AWS Modular Data Center for the US Department of Defense customers. Now, AWS MDC makes it easy for DOD agencies to deploy modular data centers managed by AWS in infrastructure-limited locations. AWS MDC is available as a self-contained modular data center unit, which is an environmentally controlled physical enclosure that can host racks of AWS outposts or AWS Snow Family devices. AWS MDC can scale further through the deployment of additional units. Customers can proactively monitor and manage their modular data centers using the management system available with every unit, and customers also have the option to use satellite communications for network connectivity. And finally on this topic, AWS Launch Wizard now automates deployment of SAP S4 HANA Foundation and SAP S4 HANA 2022. The Launch Wizard gives you a guided way of sizing, configuring, deploying, and scaling AWS resources for third-party applications without the need to manually identify and provision individual AWS resources. 
onto the topic of customer engagement. A couple of uh, topics here. Amazon Connect launches granular access controls for real-time metrics. Amazon Connect now provides the ability for contact center administrators to apply granular access permission to real-time metrics available in the Amazon Connect UI using resource tagging and tag-based access control. This new capability enables customers to define who is able to see real-time metrics for specific users, queues, and routing profiles. For example, you can tag users with team compliance and then enable the compliance team manager to see real-time metrics for these users. Amazon Pinpoint now supports SMS and voice spending metrics in Amazon CloudWatch. Amazon Pinpoint now helps customers determine the amount spent for SMS and voice activity during the current month by providing visibility to SMS and voice spend metrics through the Amazon CloudWatch console. With Amazon CloudWatch, users can view the Amazon Pinpoint month to date, SMS, or voice spin metrics, as well as analyze historical trends. Now onto the topic of databases. AWS Trust Advisor fault tolerance check for Amazon ElastiCache for Redis is now available in all regions. This includes AWS GloveCloud, US East and West, Africa, Cape Town, Asia Pacific, and also the Asia Pacific in Melbourne where uh, Simon is. AWS Trust Advisor evaluates customers' AWS account with automated best practices, checks, and provides cloud optimization recommendation to reduce costs, improve performance, increase security, and monitor service quotas. The fault tolerance check for Amazon ElastiCache multi-AZ cluster alerts customers when they're running in a single AZ configuration and provides recommendation on how to enable multi-AZ with automatic failover in their ElastiCache cluster. By enabling multi-AZ with automatic failover, customers benefit from minimal administrative intervention, improved fault tolerance, and enhanced availability for their Redis cluster. Announcing enhanced I.O. multiplexing for Amazon ElastiCache for Redis. This improves the significant throughput and latency at scale. Enhanced I.O. multiplexing is ideal for throughput bound workloads with multiple client connections and it benefits scale with the level of workloads concurrency. Amazon RDS for Oracle now supports January 2023 release updates RU for 19C and 21C. If the auto minor version upgraded AMVU option is enabled, the DB instance is upgraded to the latest quarterly RU six to eight weeks after it is made available by Amazon RDS for Oracle in your AWS region. Database Activity Stream now supports Amazon RDS for SQL Server. Now, this is to provide near real-time stream for database activities for auditing and compliance purposes. You can integrate DAS with your monitoring tools in order to monitor and set alarms for auditing the database activities. Amazon RDS for PostgreSQL now supports TCN extension. Now, this provides a trigger function that allows you to asynchronously notify listeners of changes to a table. TCN, or Triggered Change Notification, is a function that generates notify events changes to data in specified tables. Amazon RDS MySQL supports new minor versions 5.7.41 and 8.0.32. We recommend that you upgrade to the latest minor versions to fix known security vulnerabilities in prior versions of MySQL to benefit from the numerous fixes, performance improvements, and new functionality added by the MySQL community. 
Amazon RDS for PostgreSQL now supports SEG extension, which provides the data type for representing line segments or floating point intervals. The SEG extensions provides a data type with operators to allow for storing and querying line segments or intervals with arbitrary variable precisions. This is useful for application to represent laboratory measurements. Amazon RDS for Oracle now supports additional cipher suites for OEM agents and SSL options. Customers can make use of these new cipher suites also as they provide stronger security for RDS Oracle database instances connections, thereby strengthening your security posture of their infrastructure. And this includes TLS, ECDE, RSA, AES, 2v6, etc. Amazon RDS for PostgreSQL now supports minor version 14.6, 13.9, 12.13, 11.18, and 10.23. And again, we recommend you upgrade to the latest minor versions to fix known security vulnerabilities in prior versions of PostgreSQL to benefit from bug fixes, performance improvements, and new functionality added by the PostgreSQL community. On to the topic of developer tools. Amazon SNS now supports AWS X-Ray Active Tracing to visualize, analyze, and debug application performance. Now, SNS, our old friend, a messaging service that provides high-throughput push-based many-to-many messaging between distributed systems, microservices, and event-driven service applications, now supports active tracing using AWS X-Ray. Customers can now view traces that flow through Amazon SNS topics to destination services like the Simple Queuing Service, Lambda, Kinesis Data Firehose, etc., in addition to traversing the application topology in Amazon CloudWatch Service Lens. Customers can enable AWS X-Ray Active Tracing using the SNS Set Topics API and also via the Management Console and CloudFormation. With AWS X-Ray Active Tracing enabled for Amazon SNS, customers can identify bottlenecks and monitor the health of event-driven applications by looking at segment details for Amazon SNS Topics such as resource metadata, faults, errors, and message delivery latency for each subscriber. We're also happy to announce the general availability of the AWS CRT HTTP client in the AWS SDK for Java 2.x. The AWS CRT HTTP client is the asynchronous non-blocking HTTP client built on top of the AWS Common Runtime Libraries. It's an alternative to the Netty implementation of the SDK async HTTP client interface that can be used to communicate with AWS services or any HTTP servers. The AWS CRT HTTP client allows you to send HTTP requests with improved startup time and overall request latency. It also offers enhanced connection management, connection health monitoring, and DNS load balancing that enable automatic failover in the unlikely event of a slow endpoint or server outage. And onto the topic of end-user computing, one update here. WorkSpot announces cloud PCs powered by Amazon Workspaces Core. You can now provision, deploy, and manage WorkSpot cloud PCs powered by Amazon Workspaces Core directly from WorkSpot Control, your single global administration console. You can also use your existing security, PC management tools, and security event and instance management solutions, seamlessly extending your current desktop management processes to your new cloud PCs. Now, WorkSpot is an enterprise SaaS platform for delivering cloud PCs and GPU cloud workspaces in many instances, including AEC, financial services, legal, life sciences, healthcare, etc. Cloud PC and workstations are placed in the cloud region nearest each end user for best performance. 
Now onto the topic of game tech. This is really fun. Amazon GameLift expands SDK support to Go and .NET 6. Now this is to integrate with your Windows or Linux game servers. Amazon GameLift is a fully managed solution that allows you to manage and scale dedicated game servers for session-based multiplayer games. With this release, Amazon GameLift server SDK now supports Unity 2023.3, Unreal 4.26, Go language, and custom C++ and C Sharp engines. In addition to making it easier for customers to integrate their Go-based game servers with GameLift service, the updated Amazon GameLift server SDK for C Sharp now includes two variants, one for game servers built on .NET 4, and another for game servers built on .NET 6. Each of these server SDKs are built to work with GameLift anywhere and use the latest GameLift server SDK 5.0 versions. Amazon GameLift now supports publishing events to encrypted Amazon SNS topics. Now, Amazon GameLift is, again, a fully managed service to help you scale the dedicated game servers for season-based multiplayer games. With this release, GameLift customers can increase security on any sensitive player data, including these notifications, by publishing to an encrypted Amazon SNS topic. Now, a quick update on the Internet of Things. AWS IoT Core Rule Engine now supports batching of device logs while routing logs from IoT devices to Amazon CloudWatch logs. AWS IoT Core announces the general availability of the capability to send device logs from the Internet of Things IoT devices to Amazon CloudWatch in batches, enabling you to optimize costs of using CloudWatch log actions in IoT rules. And on to the topic of machine learning, announcing network of bots for Amazon Lex. Now, Amazon Lex is a service for building conversational interfaces into any application using voice and text. With Amazon Lex, you can quickly and easily build sophisticated natural language conversational bots or chatbots, virtual agents, and IVR systems. Today, Amazon Lex introduces network of bots that enables enterprises to deliver a unified user experience across multiple bots present in a network. Now, enterprises often have different teams building bots for different use cases, like an auto insurance bot or a home insurance bot, and they want to provide a unified end-user experience to customers. Until now, you had to deploy multiple conversational interfaces or enable some sort of menu-driven dialogue for users to interact with a specific bot, which is not a great user experience. To create a unified end-user experience, enterprises had to combine all the intents across all the bots into a single bot, which again... Not a great process to move quickly. With this launch, enterprises can add multiple bots to a single network. The network exposes a unified interface by seamlessly integrating multiple use cases across various bots. Based upon user input, a network can intelligently route the query to the appropriate bot. You can add multiple bots into a single network, enabling flexible and independent bot lifecycle manager. Amazon Fraud Detector AFD has launched AFD lists to optimize fraud prevention strategies. With lists, an organization can dynamically update lists in real time without republishing rules, which are useful in providing allow-deny transaction as part of their fraud prevention and detection strategy. Amazon Fraud Detection introduces cold start model training for customers with limited historic data. With the release of Cold Start, only 50 labeled fraud events and 50 unlabeled events are necessary. The new feature introduces intelligent methods for treating your unlabeled data and optimizes model training with small data sets. Amazon Poly launches two new Japanese NTTS voices. 
These are Kazuha and Tomoko, two new female Japanese neural text-to-speech voices. You can now use your own training image in a private Docker registry with Amazon SageMaker. So this is useful for using images with pre-installed frameworks or algorithms stored in your private Docker registry to build ML models. Onto the topic of management and governance. Announcing the ability to enable AWS Systems Manager by default across all EC2 instances in an account. This feature provides a method to help ensure core systems manager capabilities such as patch manager, session manager, and inventory are available for all new and existing instances in an account. This is ideal for all EC2 users and offers a simple scalable process to standardize the availability of system manager tools for users who manage a large number of instances. Now this simplifies the experience of managing access to these instances by attaching permissions at the account level and removing the requirement to alter existing instance profile roles to enable systems manager. You can begin using this in just a few clicks from the fleet manager console. AWS Systems Manager Change Manager now supports a more flexible way of approving change requests. With this launch, customers can now set a required number of approvers for a change request before adding all eligible approvers. So this means you can you know, require three approvals but specify five approvers. So that way you can hit the targets that you need to. AWS Systems Manager Change Calendar now provides a more comprehensive calendar view of operational events. To help you get that comprehensive view, it integrates with other systems manager capabilities like automation, maintenance windows, state manager, and change manager. To, and pre-populate your change calendar with the operational events view. And this automatically displays everything alongside your business critical events so you know when you should be doing stuff. You can now programmatically manage enabled and disabled opt-in AWS regions on AWS accounts. Starting now, customers can use the same SDK to additionally enable and disable opt-in AWS regions, which avoids time and effort going through the console. Amazon CloudWatch announces increased quotas for log insights. We've increased the log group quota from 20 to 50 and increased query timeouts from 15 minutes to 60 minutes and increased query concurrency from 20 to 30. Request tracing for customizations are now available for AWS Control Tower Account Factory for Terraform. This feature enhancement allows customers to track where their customizations are in the pipeline and enables them to identify and troubleshoot issues more easily. Amazon Cognito Identity Pool data events are now available in AWS CloudTrail. Customers can record data events in CloudTrail and gain better insight into the identity providers leveraged by users to access AWS resources with Amazon Cognito Identity Pools. And AWS CloudTrail may charge for recording data events. AWS Config now supports 20 new resource types, a whole bunch of cool new stuff, in particular IoT and IVS amongst others. AWS Control Tower provides updates to access logging and exceptions to more global services for region deny. AWS Control Tower automates the setup of new landing zone using best practices, and landing zone 3.1 includes security best practice updates for simple storage service access logging and updates to exceptions in the region deny control. AWS CloudFormation announces Spotlight for latest news on CloudFormation features, blogs, and workshops. Now, this is a new tab on the AWS Management Console, and it gives you quick access to curated articles on CloudFormation. You can now find AWS CloudFormation articles from multiple official AWS channels at a single location, and you can use this feature to discover the editor's choice articles for the AWS team on CloudFormation. With this launch, you can find the latest information on CloudFormation features, 
blogs, and workshops, and you can filter it based upon things like getting started, podcast, and more. You can sort them newest to oldest. You can see what's recommended. You can bookmark for future reference. Really useful resource. AWS SimSpace Weaver now supports CloudFormation. Now, AWS SimSpace Weaver allows customers to create seamless virtual worlds with millions of objects that can interact with one another in real time without worrying about managing the backend infrastructure. And now you can create it using CloudFormation. Amazon CloudWatch now supports high-resolution metric extraction from structured logs. Now, this can be up to one-second granularity from structured logs using the embedded metric format, or EMF. Customers can now provide an optional storage resolution parameter within the EMF specification logs with a value for of 1 to 60, 60 being the default, to indicate the desired resolution in seconds of the metric. Now, structured log format within CloudWatch logs allows customers to emit metrics within their logs, which are extracted and published to CloudWatch via EMF. Customers can leverage the extracted metrics for real-time incident detection using visualization and alarming, while being able to perform deeper analysis on the underlying logs using CloudWatch logs insights. Today's launch further simplifies the metric instrumentation for customers as they can now publish both standard resolution 60 seconds and high resolution one second metrics via EMF, which gives you very granular visibility. AWS App Config expands encryption capabilities, integrating with AWS Secrets Manager and AWS KMS. Now customers can use Secrets Manager as a single source to safely and securely deploy sensitive data. AWS CloudFormation StackSets gives quick access to the list of regions for StackSet instances of a StackSet. Customers use StackSets to provision and manage stacks in multiple AWS accounts and regions in a single operation. Previously, customers had to manually aggregate the list of regions where stack instances were deployed or build custom code to do that. With this launch, use the regions parameter of the describe StackSet function to return a compiled list of regions where a given StackSet is deployed programmatically, which is nice. Amazon Managed Grafana now supports network access control. With this launch, you have granular security controls over the rollout of Grafana workloads by defining customer managed prefix lists and VPC endpoints to help you restrict the inbound network traffic that can reach your Grafana workspaces. And finally, the AWS console mobile application has added support for new regions, including Asia Pacific Hyderabad, Asia Pacific Melbourne, hooray, Europe Spain, and Europe Zurich in the console mobile app. Now onto the topic of media services. Amazon CloudFront now supports OAC with Elemental Media Store Origins. Amazon CloudFront enhanced its origin access control OAC featured by supporting the AWS Elemental Media Store. This enables customers to secure media store origin with improved security, allowing only authorized CloudFront distribution to access them. Customers can now enable AWS Signature version 4, SIGV4, on CloudFront requests for media stores origins and set when and if CloudFront should sign the request. Customers using AWS Elemental Media Store and CloudFront to deliver media content previously had to configure both services with shared secrets to restricted access to their media store containers. Although this option works, it presents scalability challenges since the manual configuration and periodic rotation of secrets were required to follow security best practices. With OAC on Media Store Origins, customers can instruct CloudFront 
Storefront to signal requests using SIGV4 and forward them to Media Store for signature matching, eliminating the need to use and rotate secrets. This ensures that the requests are automatically verified before media content is served, making delivery of media content through Elemental Media Store and CloudFront simpler and more secure. AWS Elemental Media Connect expands supports for event notification in Amazon Event Bridge. You can now see notification for flow, source, and output state changes to more closely monitor your live broadcast operations. You can also use EventBridge to build event-driven application to correct issues that may be impacting your Media Connect flows. AWS Elemental Media Tailor now supports fast schedule updates in channel assembly. You can now make changes to an AWS Elemental Media Tailor channel closer to the live edge. For example, cutting from a live source to a VOD video on demand source after a live event has con concluded or adjusting what source plays from an upcoming program in a, a few minutes before it begins. From today, you can make certain program updates in channels schedule to take effects 60 seconds or more in the future. Onto the topic of networking and content delivery, Amazon VPC announces general availability of a resource map in the AWS Management Console. Pretty excited about this one. This allows you to display all your VPC resources and their connections in a visual format on a single page, providing you with a clear understanding of your VPC architecture. Resource map shows interconnections between resources within a VPC and the flow of traffic between subnets, NAT gateways, internet gateways, and gateway endpoints. With Resource Map, you can better understand the architecture of your Amazon VPC, view the number of subnets, see which subnets are associated with which route tables, and observe which route tables have routes to NAT gateways, internet gateways, and gateway endpoints all in a single diagram. Additionally, you can navigate directly to the displayed resources to make edits, which is very cool, and it also makes it easier to identify any undesirable configurations, facilitates appropriate edits, and provides a visual representation of the changes in relation to other configurations within your Amazon VPC. AWS CloudMap increases its default limit with a name, uh, the number of service instances that can be registered in a namespace from 2,000 to 20,000. And AWS Network Firewall now supports tag-based resource groups, so you can organize and tag your EC2 instances and ENIs as a resource group and reference the tag in your AWS Network Firewall rule groups. And on to the final topic of security, identity, and compliance. AWS WAF Captcha adds supports for 10 additional languages. AWS Web Captcha helps block unwanted bot traffic by requiring users to successfully complete challenges before their web requests are allowed to reach AWS WAF protected resources. WAF CAPTCHA challenges are simple for humans while remaining effective against bots. Starting today, AWS WAF CAPTCHA is adding 10 additional languages, Arabic, German, Spanish, French, Italian, Dutch, Japanese, Portuguese, Turkish, and Chinese simplified. And it is designed to meet WACG accessibility requirements. AWS WAF CAPTCHA uses the client browser language settings to select the language of the challenge, so there is no additional configuration needed. In addition, you will see new options to change the CAPTCHA page language if needed. 
AWS WAV, fraud control, account takeover protection now allows inspection of origin responses. Now, this gives customers additional protection against brute force and credential stuffing attack on their login pages. Until today, ATP rules were limited to inspecting incoming login requests against a stolen credential database, analyzing requests seen over time for users and password traversals, and then aggregating this data based on unique identifiers such as IP address or session IDs. With this release, ATP managed rules can now also inspect application response data and block login attempts based on customer-defined login failure conditions. This capability helps to protect against brute force attacks involving non-compromised credentials. You can specify success or failure condition based on HTTP status codes, HTTP headers, or the body response as well as JSON strings. For example, you can configure ATP to inspect response that include the HTTP response code 200 successful or 401 failure conditions. You can configure ATP to use response condition as additional signals to aggregate number of failed login attempts per session or per IP address. Once predefined thresholds for failed login per device is reached, ATP can block subsequent requests as a defense against brute force attacks. We strongly recommend integrating the application integration SDK for most effective use of ATP rule group. You can configure origin response inspection through the AWS WAF console, AWS SDK, and AWS CLI. And last, Announcing increased AWS Resource Access Manager default quota values. For each AWS region in an account, you can share up to 25,000 resources and share resources with up to 25,000 principles. Additionally, you can create up to 25,000 resource shares per AWS region in an account. For each individual resource share, you can share up to 5,000 resources and share resources up to 5,000 principles. It's a whole lot of sharing going on. We like to share. Oh, and how do people? Sh- yeah, how do people share their feedback with you? You can uh, reach out to me at my Twitter handler at Han Solo underscore one. That's H A W N S O L O underscore one. And if you're the old school persuasion, AWS Podcast at Amazon.com is the place to do it. Thanks, Han, for being with us again as normal. It's always a blast. And thanks everyone for listening. And we look forward to speaking to you again. And until next time, keep on building.